Hi, I'm Lloyd, and along with my brother and business partner Dan, I'm the co-host of the Business Anchors podcast. Today we're discussing something a lot of us are fearful of. Change. It's the fear of that unknown, the fear that things could get worse. I think that's why people don't accept change. The moments when you do push yourself through that unknown Mm. and through that fear, you make the biggest steps forward. See, there's nothing to be afraid of, and if you're a new listener, I'd like to invite you to embrace the change of this new listening experience. I see. So I was really against change when I was younger, and it's definitely been a process to embrace it. But I think because the more and more I've been open to changing and trying new things, the more and more positive things have happened. So then you're learning from experience. Oh, now, if I now do I'm completely the other end of the scale and yeah. very open to embracing change and yeah. doing things in different ways. As Taylor Swift says in her 2008 hit, things will change. Can you feel it now? These walls that they put up to hold back will fall down. Remember when you wanted an eyebrow ring? <laughs> I wanted my eyebrow pierced, yes. I think when I was 14, I wanted my eyebrow pierced. Okay, then, noted. Not all change is good. Got it. And he's gone in there and driven change. Mm. And I actually, he, he gave me three, the three P's of driving change. The third P, mm-hmm. innovation. Interest, that's an interesting <laughs> use of uh, letters there. That's what I said to dad when he told me. Okay, so the three P's of change management will now be known as the two P's, but I'm open to that change. There'll be more of those nuggets of businessy goodness throughout episode 37 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors Podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Why do people not like change? Um, Great answer, Lloyd. Thank you. I thought I'd start with a bang. I No, I actually do have an answer. Go on. I think. I think people don't like change because... It's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't change, you know exactly what's happening. It's just the same as always happens. Mm. And if you do change, there's potential that it's going to be you're going to do something that makes your life much worse. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's potential the other way. But I think it's the fear of that unknown, the fear that things could get worse. I think that's why people don't accept change. But do you know what I think? No, I th- I would I would like to hear yeah, that. Well, listen then, shut okay, up. Okay, cool. I think that um, the moments when you do push yourself through that unknown mm. and through that fear, the, you make the biggest steps forward. Yeah, definitely. Because if you just carried on doing everything and nothing made, scared you or you just did what you always did, you wouldn't grow. Yeah. I think well, why don't you change then? I'm always changing. Change your career. <laughs> no. Change your partner. Change change your business partner. Change your attitude. More importantly, <laughs> I don't blow it out of context. Well, no, I'm saying you. Oh, I change. Go on then. I'm not, Prove it. I change lots of things, but <laughs> called you bluff, haven't I? <laughs> no, but I'm, I mean, I'm constantly changing the way we do things, the way I think about things, the way I mm. see things in the world. I think, and I think as you go through life. Your ex- the experiences you have also open up that change mm. because you experience different things. You may have a, an, an opinion on something until you go through and experience it or something to do with that opinion, you don't actually know. So then that... It's much easier, I'm talking in business and in life, I think it's much easier to be open to change once you've done it, once you've 
yeah well, weirdly once you have been open to change but yeah once if you go through a few things and you're like oh i was a bit worried about mm. doing that and then i did it and then good stuff happened i think it gets easier and easier because you're like yeah. Well, yeah good stuff happens when i do so that. i've got a question for you okay so i said i change and I, I i think you definitely change things up constantly question things yeah you know you just said that you need to uh, to get confidence you need to actually do it and then it'll build your confidence hmm. what if i'm if someone's listening or you know watching and they're thinking i really want to make change but it's scary and hmm. i you know w- what's pushed you to make change why don't you just live the easy life and i do mostly yeah i know uh, you do <laughs> I oh this is a good question I think it's exact for so for the listeners that don't know when I was a little boy little little chubby Lloyd little <laughs> chubby tanned Lloyd um with a soft tash yeah I was very shy very reluctant to try new things Mrs Lowe's magic tissues yeah my yeah my first I was going to say first grade teacher, then I realised I'm not American. <laughs> Reception, we call it in the UK. Teacher used to give me magic tissues because I cried anytime anyone spoke to me. <laughs> um, later found out they were actually standard Kleenex tissues, so it was absolute bullshit. Cheers, Mrs. Lowers. Um, broke my trust there. Um, yeah, so I was really, and and that was when I was like four or five years old. But mm. it, it, I think from that point. For, for a number of years I wouldn't I didn't try anything new I wouldn't change anything I'd just do the same old thing I did because um, I was scared of everything basically I think <laughs> I don't know I remember thinking in my head people would be like you know mates when you're a kid oh do you want to do this really fun bike thing bike jump or something and I'd think in my head yeah I do and in, out of my mouth they would say no I'm alright <laughs> um, and then the rest of the day I'd be thinking why didn't I try that thing or yeah. why didn't I or like, you know, uh, barbers. Oh, do you want to try this new hairstyle? Yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll continue with my crap one, thanks. Yeah. Um, and then I walk out thinking, oh, I wish I had that Nike tick in the back of my head <laughs> like my mates. Do you remember that being a thing? Yeah. That's mum a- and dad never let us get... I really wanted slits in the side of my head, but mum and dad wouldn't let me. Well, no. You know what, Dan? Now you're an adult. <laughs> you can do it. Remember when you wanted an eyebrow ring? <laughs> I wanted my eyebrow pierced. Yes. I think when I was 14, I wanted my eyebrow pierced. And I remember my granddad giving me a £10 note when he visited. And then my mum said, oh, Lloyd's saying he wants his eyebrow pierced. And my granddad said, well, I'll have that £10 back if you're getting an eyebrow pierced. And I thought, oh, I prefer to have the 10 <laughs> Um How do we get to this? Right, so <laughs> I, I, see, so I was really against change when I was younger. Yeah. And it's definitely been a process to embrace it. But I think because the more and more I've been open to changing and trying new things the more and more positive things have happened. So then you're learning from experience. I'm oh, now, if I now do I'm completely the other end of the scale and yeah. very open to embracing change and yeah. doing things in different ways. Although I still think, I think the, my natural thing, and I think this is the case for most people, is, oh, you've got two options. Do this thing you always do, or do this thing that's new. Mm. I think my initial thoughts are always, do that same thing then. Yeah. Um, I guess that just saves you brain energy otherwise there'll be so many options in life constantly yeah um but yeah so i think that's why i've embraced it because Mm. it's been more and more positive the more what about business and change what do you think 
in our business, what do you mm. think's changed and how have you, we dealt with that change? Mm. I think this could be quite useful to other businessy people who are thinking, oh, there's mm. change going on in our business and we need to yeah. figure it out. Is there anything? So everything has changed. <laughs> I think if you think back to how we worked, who we're working with, what we do as work, <laughs> yeah. what we charge, uh, literally every aspect of everything changes. Yeah. I think in, in, in a growing small business, which we're in, um, I think in reality, my job role has changed completely. <laughs> every three to six months, I basically feel like I have a new job. Because um, yeah. when we first started, I was basically salesperson, video edit, uh, you know, everything. Awful salesperson. Oh, awful salesperson. <laughs> Trying to give away our services uh, for free. Awful video editor. Awful <laughs> everything. Um, and then I became kind of, oh, video editor. Then I was... Oh, web designer yeah web designer and then i was kind of oh i'm, I'm just a bit of a digital creative really <laughs> um making lots of different things and then i was uh yeah and that now i'm much more managing of people and projects and trying to drive the business forward and i don't and i'm not hands-on and it's yeah Completely and in changed. six months it'll be different again so i think in a growing business the biggest change is what you do day to day and what you're how do you deal with that change though when a new fire comes in front of you or something needs mm. to change within the business mm. how do you overcome it without breaking down and imploding uh i think it's a it's weighing up the thing of right how what are the chances of this change being positive? Oh, there's a good chance. Okay. How long does it take to happen? And then it's judging when you can do it. Right. Because it's that hard thing, That's I think. That's quite a good process. It's hard, that hard thing of like, oh, yeah. So, for, for example, when I was in video editor mode mm. uh, a few years back, when that was like solely, not solely, but a lot of what I did, mm. I was editing on Cyberlink Pro Director. Oh, that sounds wicked. Probably haven't heard of because it's rubbish. <laughs> no offense, Cyberlink. Uh, and I reckon for two years I was thinking should probably learn Final Cut or Premiere Pro because they're they're like you know, the they're, industry standard yeah they're the industry standard kind of thing uh, at that point yeah and they're the things I should be using this was probably four years ago um, so yeah I should learn that and did it, you it took did two you? years did you and I was thinking yeah that takes too long to learn so I've got this project to do I can't learn to use that I've got to carry on using this alright yeah. I'll keep doing this shit thing yeah I'll mm. keep doing this shit thing and then eventually um, I thought I'll give this a go in Premiere Pro and immediately the videos got about five to ten times better <laughs> yeah. because there were so many things I couldn't do yeah. previously um, and the process was quicker so it's yeah it's one of those things that's like once you do it, it's that thing. Mm. Why didn't I do that sooner? But, yeah, yeah. I can't remember your question. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the biggest changes we've had to deal with is employing people. Mm. I think it's so different to me and you pissing about, um, mm. you know, in our parents' back room mm. and just doing what we think. How it's more people pissing. Around. Now it's now it's in, a group a of us pissing around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but Change. It's, it's a very <laughs> different dynamic, isn't it? Mm. And you're definitely more of the side of things that manages people within our business, but... Yeah, is that because you're... Because I'm crap at it. I'm the cool co-founder. I'm just one of the team. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. let's get let's get lunch. Let's get McFlurries, everyone, because I'm part of the team and I'm one of you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah love me. It. And then you're like, oh, Lloyd, we need to sack this person. Go, Go on. Go do this disciplinary, Lloyd. Yeah. 
No, we don't have to do that with our team because they're really nice. Yeah, but I think that's been a big change for that to deal with. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. On a scale of 1 to 100, yes. how open to change are you? Ooh, my honest answer, probably, I want to say 77. Nice. Look, but I used to be a 20. Really? I think it's you rub off on me because you're so open to change and you mm. constantly push change mm. in our business. What about yeah, you? you I, I definitely think you improved because you know you used to do that thing. You know you used to do that thing at work where you you had to get a single task done before you could do any anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if like it took 100 days. But I need to do this thing that's no value to the business, <laughs> but I need to work out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and that was a big change in... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm uh, 83.5. Cool. I'd put you at 90, I reckon. Oh, thanks. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I really respect you and like you. Good. Thanks. Do you know what I did before this podcast? We're talking about change. Mm. I went and spoke to Dad. Right. And I had a Zoom call with him. Mm. And I asked him his advice around how people can manage change. Because... He's been in running businesses and things for 30 years and he's done a lot of change management and he's got some really good advice. Change management. Oh, that sounds like a job, uh, like a title you go in and don't do anything. <laughs> no, he, he did a lot. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll have you know, I actually asked for some impressive things to say about him. Cool. Uh, he's actually worked with companies like the NHS to drive change within the NHS. Have you heard of the NHS? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've felt the NHS. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Um, he's worked with companies like Wall, Fujifilm, Balfour BT Rail, and he's gone in there and driven change. Mm. And I actually, he, he gave me three, the three P's of driving change. Preparation. No. Preparation. Preparation. I did say that. He does say that for everything. But no, there's di they're different P's. Oh. And one actually isn't a P. Oh, <laughs> oh well, I would have guessed it then, wouldn't it? No, right. Do you want to hear them? I would love to hear them. Then. This is Thanks. actually interesting stuff. Good. I thought it was interesting anyway. Normally, when you have interesting stuff to say, you don't have to convince other people. No, well, you didn't look that interested. No, I am interested. So, P number one, purpose. Okay. Um, uh, you must, like, if you're trying to drive change within a business, the people you're trying to convince to change have to understand the meaning behind the change. Mm. If I said to you, Lloyd, um, wait, what would you, if I said to you, right, I want you to wear a suit from now, Mm -hmm. and I just didn't say why you'd be like why are you you just wouldn't get it and a lot of a lot of bosses in companies and managers I think don't get this right I think you used That's, to have one didn't you oh yeah definitely make that purple alright now make it green oh <laughs> why just do it because I've said make it green <laughs> yeah yeah I think a lot of managers will just say change that and and without the understanding you can't improve and you don't know why you're doing things, do you? Yeah. Mm. I think it just That's it's just such a simple tip to say, if you're trying to drive change with a group of people, actually say why. You know, mm. We're changing this piece of software within the business because it's going to help us be more efficient. It's more cost effective. It's easier. And it's going to make all of our lives better. Like yeah. you're trying to think of... Yeah, and then they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it rather than we're changing the software, deal with it. Yeah, because even if you say we're changing the software... And in, in the next month, it's going to make your life a bit harder while you learn to use it. Mm. But in the next year, you're going to have 20% more free time to do other things mm. because it's going to be more efficient. And yeah. then you're like, oh, this makes sense for me to put time yeah. into. Interesting. Okay. So purpose. Purpose. 
So is that interesting? P -p -p Purpose. Yeah. So the second P, mm -hmm. do you want to guess what it is? Preparation. No, no. People. Uh, for any successful change to happen, you have to win the hearts and minds of the people. Mm -hmm. So it's about trying to uh, make it fun for them, trying to incorporate people's opinions, rather than you just telling someone, go and do this change, actually saying, come on, let's all work together as a team. And mm -hmm. um, Because if you don't do that, then they're not going to actually make so, the change. So instead of saying, you've got to use this different software, it could be that, uh, we got together, all of the team, and we we were looking at different types of software to use, and we all decided that this would be a good step yes. in the right direction. Yeah. And so then you're already the team's already bought in and want to change. I think just having my opinion, like just having a general thing of if you care about your team, if you care about the people in the company, then I think they're going to be more open to listening to your change. Mm -hmm. Like if if you're being an arsehole to your team and they hate you, when you try and change something, even if it's a positive change, they're going to think oh he's an arsehole or she's an arsehole I'm not gonna change whereas if you what shall I do to stop them hating me um I don't know we can ask them if you want okay alright no he won't do that now okay nothing, nothing really he's perfect see no no I don't think that's what Barney was saying oh, no, that wasn't the oh okay no. anyway the third P mm -hmm. innovation Interest. That's an interesting use of uh, letters there. That's what I said to Dad when he told me. Mm. But then he, when I laughed, he said, "Oh, um, process innovation." <laughs> um, okay. And innovation. Yeah, he said, um, "You know, all the thing that holds up all change is some kind of innovation." Mm -hmm. within your business or within the way you do things, the processes you use, the tools you use, the strategies you use is innovation. So it's about driving innovation within mm. the company. And they're the three Ps. He also made me do this weird task, which I'm going to make you do now. Oh, okay. And I'll describe it so listeners can see. Great. Right. You, are you left-handed? Yes. You are, aren't you? Put your pen in your right hand. And uh, what's... What's the purpose of this? <laughs> no, shut up. Okay. Write your name. Okay. Are we innovating that? <laughs> Just write your name. Right. So Lloyd's writing his name now. How did that feel? Um, it felt hard. Okay. <laughs> now do it again. <laughs> yeah. How did that feel? I felt a bit easier, actually. Do it again. Feel a bit more. Okay. <laughs> For the listeners, just so you know, I'm, I'm writing my name for a third time. Here. And how did that feel? Uh, I actually felt a bit harder. <laughs> no, no, it uh, didn't. Oh, oh <laughs> no, so much easier that one. I, I don't actually remember why Dad got me to do that, but there was a reason. Oh, <laughs> I think it was about practice, but I can't remember. See, what we've stumbled on so, here is James was finding out how people learn. Yes, yes. Yeah, so practice. Okay, thank you. <laughs> So, listeners, I just wrote my name three times, and Dan has no idea why I did it. So that was that was really good. Um, something else. Oh, something else. He actually said was really mm. interesting. Back in the seventies and eighties, when he was managing a big uh, furniture yeah. manufacturing plant, um, there was this oh, thing. Oh, the eighties were great. Yeah, you were. A you, sperm, uh, you, you wouldn't know. You weren't born in the eighties. Oh, you were born eighty nine. Honestly, you? yeah, I was born in eighty nine. The eighties were great. So there's a, there was this thing called business process reengineering, BPR. And basically, they, Love an they'd get, they, you'd pay like these really high paid consultants to come in and. HPCs? 
<laughs> yeah, to tell you how to do things better, right? So that so the company, the plant dad was running, it was like, mm. I don't know, 300 people, mm. massive plant. These high pay consultants came and said, look, if you do this like this, this and this, you're gonna be more efficient and it's gonna work better. Mm. They did the changes and guess what? What? It worked. All the data, you know, showing the CEO, look at this change we've made, brilliant. Yeah. What do you think happened when the high paid consultants left and went away? Did it go back to the old ways? It did. Ah. It went back to the old ways. So it's about, dad said it's about ingraining the change and coming up with processes mm. so it continues once once you've yeah. implemented it. So it has a long term effect rather than. Yeah. I do you think, thinking about that, how things went back to how they normally did, mm. do you think you can really change people so that they embrace change change people so they embrace change so if someone currently is uh in business and uh they stuck not, in their ways yeah or... they're doing the same thing they don't want to change do you think you can actually change them or is well, that just well i think the... you definitely can because mm. i'm i'm one of those and you've made me change mm. i've been stuck in my ways in the past mm. when i used to like you said focus on one task and not mm. want to do anything else but i think it depends how ingrained it is as well. Mm. Like if you've done something for 50 years and every day you've done it the same way and then someone tries to come in and change, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to change than someone who's yeah. new th to the business. New think, to And I think some people find it much harder than others. Like my mate Johnny, he, he, had, a, he had a bank card that he could only take cash out at his particular bank branch and right. no other cash points and he couldn't pay for anything on it and he just kept that card until about three or four years ago wow and it seemed so inconvenient for everything but just because you but that's what he'd always done and he like and he he only got a pay monthly contract recently because he was he was like yeah it's fine I'll just go to the shop and top up when i want to i don't know things that things that to everyone else like yeah that's much more convenient so i adopted that 10 years ago we do that as well though literally mm. yesterday right mm. we hire camera equipment sometimes and mm. because we use a certain camera equipment hire company and mm. we've given our details and they've checked us out we stick with them whereas there's better ones we just can't be bothered to spend half an hour put sending our driver's license in don't you gonna go on yeah that, that's not quite what, what happened so it doesn't quite make sense well, but no. to the listeners let's say that is what's no, happened. no no okay you're because there was no but this was part of it as well when you left okay. this was the discussion so cool. you're talking about the email address was did, did you know we actually fixed that you know the whole time you're saying it's your email address it's your email. it was your email address that it was uh, attached to so we've been trying all day to log into this software that must have been because i changed it previously yeah oh i am so open to change what about have you read the book who moved my cheese uh, we've spoken about this before. We have spoken about it. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing where it's like, uh, yeah, all my cheese has moved. Oh. Yeah. I won't go into loads of detail, but honestly, it's a very short story-based book with some really interesting lessons that everyone should read about mice in a maze and some are reluctant to change and they just stick with the same thing and they end up dying because they can't find cheese because they don't want to go and look for new cheese. Mm. Whereas some actually think there's no cheese here anymore. We need to find more cheese to survive and actually go and change and survive. Yeah. Nice. There's some good lessons in there. Yeah. So I think we, we can accept change in business and in life is very positive. On yeah. the most part, there's always changes you make that won't work out. Like but your I think, tash. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see. 
terrible. <laughs> terrible change. And I, I need to now change it back. <laughs> yeah. But I just need to have. Are you confidence. open to changing it back? I'm open to, yeah. What's the purpose of you changing your tash? Uh, oh, yeah. And what people should we have involved? <laughs> and the hairdresser. Will, will it be pinnovative? <laughs> Three Ps. Um, yeah, I think being open to change is 100%. I mean, it's the, the easiest way to grow as a person, isn't yeah. it? Realising that things I'm doing now and things I believe might be 100% the sh- the shittest thing to yeah. do yeah. and currently I'm like yeah this is good yeah and thinking yeah I'm happy to change that because uh, I think like changing your attitudes and stuff as well is a really important thing to do over time mm. I you know some people kind of are like oh yeah that's not who I am as a person I think who I was as a person 10 years ago is You're a completely, completely different, different person yeah. now because your values have changed yeah. as you've experienced more mm. things so I think that's I think that's the biggest mm. takeaway from this whole mm. conversation is to be open to change mm. And that next time there's change in some capacity in your life, rather than resisting it, mm. try and be open to it and think, oh, what's the purpose of this change? Yeah. What's that's, it going to do? That's a good point. Let's change your hairstyle. Says you. Huh? You literally just got a fluffy mop on your head. That sounds like you're resistant to change there, Dan. <laughs> Doesn't it? There's a bit of resistance there. I'm happy with my hairstyle. Huh? I know, because you don't want change. What's the purpose of changing it? So other people will respect you. <laughs> okay, are we open You're to You're being it? a bit more of a dictator rather than actually getting me involved, the second are we open P. To considering what we're going to do, we're going to look at some hairstyles that are good together. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe we'll decide on a different one together, shall we? To improve yeah. things? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Innovation, that is. That is absolute. Involving you as a person, aren't I? <laughs> Don't patronise yeah? me. <laughs> The purpose of this is to gain you some respect from the viewers of the podcast. What about the listeners? Well, we'll tell the listeners that you've changed and you haven't got highlights anymore. Okay? So, I think that's a good way to How end it. How is that innovative though? You haven't that quite is a good off. way to... Shh, come on. That is a good way to end the podcast there. Uh, Dan's open to change and we know that the next episode or maybe the one after that, you know, maybe he's embraced change. He's listened to his own advice and we've changed. So... Tune in next week or the week after to see if Dan has actually embraced change. Whoop.